listener, this is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while truly being the absolute most. It's hiatus times, so I'm recording this inside a stolen snoozer. Don't tell Rooster that I now owe her more than just $6 in bitch coins. Aaron said Rooster immediately started shouting wild conspiracy theories about a competitor dog medium working with some Navy SEALs and Brooke Shields, oddly enough, to take her favorite heated bed. Believe me when I say it's better for everyone if her suspicions remain there. This week, we went through the backlog and decided on a book, episode, and vibe of such pure joy that it had to be shared again. I give you part one of Strange Love by Anne Aguirre. And when you're done with this, you can listen to episode 146, which is part two. Enjoy! <laughs> Hi, Aaron! Hey, Mel. <laughs> what the fuck do you have to say to me? What? <laughs> She, guys, I was, she was talking to me and I was just like, press record, press record. I want them to know because she took a video. Melody, listen, I was playing around with some effects on the she video because I found out. into an alien and it was very disconcerting. No worries. I think I got some screenshots. So I was trying to make my Bluetooth headphones work and I clicked effects because I thought maybe one of the effects would be paired to a Bluetooth <laughs> headphone. But instead, it's like, it's more like sunglasses and stuff. Duh! So then I clicked it again to see what what kind of hijinks I could get up to. <laughs> and I could turn myself into several different animals and aliens. Oh my and then God. I could put little stickers all around. <laughs> but then I couldn't figure out how to turn it off. Mm-hmm. And then I found out, because I couldn't see Melody during this time, I could only see myself. Yeah. Then I found out Melody was filming me, me <laughs> with her phone, which is Not bullshit. the whole time. Not the whole time, Some just it, for a little while. Definitely yeah. when... Here's the thing. I don't mind it if you film it with all the filters on. When the filters <laughs> go away, then they find out what I look like. And they don't look great. And, and then so I then, said, you're fucking beautiful. Your hair is yeah. so long. And yeah, boom, it's, it looks boom. really Stop healthy. It. No, no. Huh. Stop what? it right there. She's like, you look great. Your hair is so long. That's not a compliment. It's, that's not a compliment. Melody. I just haven't seen it. I just haven't seen it in a while. And it looks really healthy. What do you want from me? <laughs> healthy is a compliment. But Whatever, your bro. hair is long is not a compliment. It's just a fact. It's just like. <laughs> well, guess what I did, Aaron? Guess what I did? Mm. I gave myself an at home haircut. I've got an inverted bob done by oh, Melody no. Carlisle. Melody. Oh, you gave yeah. yourself a haircut? Oh yeah! Not only that, Aaron, I'm about to I'm about to put my hair back up. It looks really good. It's been in a, a messy. It looked okay for from the while. front. No, it looks great. Yeah. But the thing that is really fucking exciting about it is, hold on, just a sec. What you undercut? Oh, undercut. Because she shaved her head. <laughs> oh no, Melody! Under motherfucking cut, and I, I feel mean, you. You look cool. Thank you. I feel you so look crazy. Cool. Do yeah. you think? Oh my gosh. I I just I commend your bravery. It's the first time I've ever done it. I was terrified, but I did it yeah. because hair grows back and I don't have a serious work job that I have to impress people Ooh, at. You have a serious work job. You just don't have an office work job. It's not like an office one, yeah. What did you do it yourself? No, Michael did it. Michael did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me again. <laughs> Turn around again. 
Oh my gosh. It's pretty straight. Oh, it's real straight. Yeah. yeah. I would expect yeah. nothing less from Michael, to be honest. No, no, I wow. did the part. Come on. And then I kept on being like, is, is, there's like, is it all straight? And he was like, I mean, yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is when I need your perfectionism to come out, sir. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. project oriented perfectionism. And he was like, it's like, a millimeter or something and i'm like then fix it <laughs> he well, did not care Melody, i will tell you that your hair looks super cute thank you but unfortunately i'm petty and so i'm only <laughs> going to offer you the same compliment that you offered me which is your hair is shaved in the back period it is isn't it isn't it great yeah it oh, is. i'm so excited <laughs> How dare you not be offended by my, my <laughs> backhanded bullshit. All right. Aaron, I have to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I have a story to share with you. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Comes from Katie A. Okay. And I'm very excited to share it with you because we haven't had a listener mishap story in a while. So I wanted to start the episode off with a listener mishap story. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you call 10 minutes in starting the episode off, sure, 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 sure. Go fuck yourself. It's five minutes. Oh, okay. it's five minutes, 35, six, seven. <laughs> she hates it when I do this because so she edits it, it. then it's inaccurate. Yep. God damn it. So then, <laughs> so, okay. She has been catching up on the podcast because she usually listens to it in her car and she was on Barbarian's Choice and she was at a fast food restaurant drive through. Okay. And Wait, I need to know which one is Barbarian's Choice, though. That's the one I did. The one you did with Danny? That's the one, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm not even a part of this story. I'm just going to oh, listen quietly to the story about your podcast that you have with your new best friend, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. You and Katie have so much fun. Whatever. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so she normally listens like with the volume on pretty loud, and yeah. she always forgets about her sunroof. So she's like 10 cars back <laughs> on this <laughs> on this line to get. That's such a mood listening to something super loud and forgetting you have a sunroof. That's such an HP move. Okay, yeah. So she keeps on like pausing it in order to like roll down her window or whatever to pay or order or whatever. <laughs> and it matters not at all. No. <laughs> so then... She goes, when I pressed play, it was on the part where Melody says, you guys, they cover themselves in latex. And I paused it to give them my card and get my food at, did I bring labia into the conversation and you weren't into it? (laughs) But then the person in the vehicle behind her yells, screeches out their window. It says, what in God's name are you listening to? At this point, I don't know if they're pissed or intrigued or a little of both or if their kids intrigued. are in the backseat and are about to start asking what a pussy clap is Those or kids what. kids are listening to kids, Bob. They're fine. <laughs> Tell them what's up. Yeah. But then I remembered that I am a fierce human. And who are you to judge me for my listening? So I yes. smoothly, this is my other favorite part, I smoothly, uh, parentheses, hit my head on the window opening, end <laughs> uh, parentheses, leaned out my window. And this, and and I see this pink-haired, beautiful person with six piercings and one of those well-done temple tattoos that I will never have the facial structure for. And I screeched back, heaving bosoms! And she <laughs> yelled back, thank you! Ah! <laughs> oh my gosh! When was this? 
Could she be listening? Goddess, listen to us. If you are the drive-thru pink-haired goddess, please announce yourself in the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. I would love to meet you. Please. We need to know who you are, you beautiful person. That's the best way of finding this podcast I've ever heard. I know. And Katie, thank you for sharing the gospel of Mm -hmm. Heaving Bosoms. Totally. That's right. You are a fierce human. I'm about it. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. If you get caught with this podcast loud, (laughs) the the one that to me is the most mortifying is the girl that was teaching CrossFit and paired her phone to the the speakers (gasps) of the of the gym or the cube or whatever the hell they call it. I know that one. Oh my god. Oh yeah. It's like automatically paired because she's the teacher and she does the music and it just started and she couldn't figure out how to like, and it was like her whole class. Yeah, that's my favorite one. But guys, Ooh. just just imagine it being your voice also. <laughs> that like, has happened to Aaron. <laughs> ordering something. I think I was at a bank, actually. It was like a drive through mm-hmm. bank situation and I was yep. trying to talk to the person and it's like clearly your voice also. Like you're li- there's there's the added vanity component of like, yes, I'm listening to my own podcast and it is about the word cunt. So anyway, I'd like to make a withdrawal from my accounts. <laughs> Yes. Yes. All right. I think we should get to my new favorite book. I knew it would be. I knew it would be. (laughs) Melody Love Book. Uh, It's like, it's like if Ice Planet Barbarians, I, I think I like this book better than Ice Planet Barbarians. I don't, I think maybe because it's so alien. But it's also supposed to be different though. Like it's a different mood for sure. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're. Especially in like the later books, though, she really she embraces the hijinks in a way that you mean Ruby, our friend Ruby Dixon, our friend Ruby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her. She embraces the hijinks in a way that I think this book does masterfully. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I I loved this book, Erin. I knew you would start to finish. I, knew you would. I worship this book. It's so good. This book came highly recommended to me through my little writing group. Yeah. So HB Karen, especially, and also Elizabeth and Neva were all <sighs> over this book. Can't stop talking about it. I'm a big fan. Let's talk about Xylar and Beryl. <gasps> Xylar and Beryl. Oh, my. And Snaps. We can't forget about Snaps. Oh, my God. Oh my <laughs> snaps the dog. Snaps you guys, I the dog. As you know, I really love dogs a lot, and there's mm-hmm. there's not a lot of moods, maybe none, that a good silly dog video can't get me out of. Mm-hmm. Cats, fine. I'm not one of those people that's like anti cat, but they just don't do much for me. I like it. Sure. I like a dog. <laughs> dogs in books, I usually am not like crazy about because I feel like they're used as props. Like I feel like mm-hmm. Jill Shelvis does it well, but I feel like they're just kind of like there yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kids like i'm just like uh, get it out of my romance it's it's not <laughs> part of it yeah but if you give that dog a little voice box implant like a little babble flit fish oh you stick God. that little babble fish in that dog's ear <laughs> and he becomes a character <laughs> i'm all about it i'm obsessed yeah. And you know how I feel about the film Up? Uh-huh. It became part of my wedding vows. Mm-hmm. It was such a Doug from Up vibe the whole time. Yes! <laughs> I I love Snaps the Dog. 
Anyway. Uh-huh. All right. So Xylar is on his way to pick up his intended. Good sweet Xylar. Good sweet Xylar. With his friend Helix, the AI. That's right. And so Helix and Xylar encounter a solar flare that makes them go up all the way off course or something. And so Xylar touches down where he thinks his intended Asvi. Asvi? Yeah? Uh, yeah. Asvi is? I don't know. I have a friend named Ashvi, so I just Ashvi? I just <laughs> I just called her Ashvi, which is not how it's spelled. It's like Asvi. <laughs> yeah, fair. Anyway. Anyway, and he lands on this like deserted patch of ground with like churned land and everything yeah. looks desolate and awful like there have just yeah. there's just been a battle. Yeah. And there's this one lone creature with another small furry creature. Yes. And he decides that it's Asvi. And but she he's so surprised because he thinks Asvi will be there with like her whole clan. There's supposed to be like yeah. a ceremony. It's supposed to be a whole thing. And this is just like one weird creature in the middle of a, a nothing. It's like they've been attacked and she's the only survivor. Yes. Yes. So he actually says it's like the the attack was so bad that the rest of them were turned into dust or something. Well, Helix kind of implies it, too. He's like, I've scanned this area. There are no survivors but one. Oh, yeah. 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 Helix. And so she um, so he gets on this suit because he knows that the air will kill him. And he gets out and uh, he's like he like tries to introduce himself. And she freaks the fuck out and she emits this sonic shriek defense mechanism that Mm -hmm. addles his senses and it's crazy. And so he decides that in that moment that although she is, in fact, hideous to look upon. He identifies her as a disgusting woman. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) The loyalty was commendable that she basically that she's still standing there, even though there's been clearly some kind of horrible situation. The loyalty was commendable, but she looked nothing like the dreamy blurred images. You guys, people get catfished in space, too. Like somebody sending over blurry images like this is what I look like. (laughs) The dreamy blurred images she'd sent to the matching service. No kitten. Is it kitten? Kitten? Wait. C-H-I-T-I-N. Chitin. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, because can I tell you something real quick about my brain? Can I tell my you brain? something real quick about my For about brain? two-thirds of this book, I was saying chitin in my mind. <laughs> For 100% of this book, I was saying chitlins in my mind, which is very not right, <laughs> but delicious. <laughs> What even are chitlins? Aren't they like the the leftovers from like like chicken gizzards and stuff? Isn't that chitlins? Oh, I don't Isn't know. Isn't that what the... <laughs> oh no, just cut all of it. Oh God. <laughs> but anyway, so then I was like, no, Aaron, you are going to record this podcast and it, you are going to get this right. You're going to look up this word <laughs> before you record the podcast. You're going to A know what it means and b know how to pronounce it because you guys it's throughout the book because this is the description of his thorax mm-hmm. we would say his thorax yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. his schmabdomen <laughs> schmabdomen <laughs> maybe pause a moment while i look up chitlins <laughs> i already did Chitlins are, um, or chitterlings, uh-huh. are a type of food with an unappetizing origin. They're the small intestines of a pig or gizzards or like tripe or whatever. Oh, okay. So I was right. Yeah. 
So I, I've always called the chicken gizzards the chitlins. My mom's very into chitlins, uh, mm. specifically chicken gizzards. So, but here, 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 listen, here we go. So I, I've made the commitment. Are we getting back to his schmabdomen? I've made the commitment. I'm looking up this word. I will know how to pronounce oh, it. Yeah. And I will know what it means. So I've looked it up. I know what it means. It's his hard shell abdomen, yeah. schmabdomen, yep. thorax. Mm-hmm. So I know it. I'm good. And I look and it says K-I-T-N is the pronunciation. And I'm like, kitten, I've got it. And then not until I said it out loud here on the podcast was I like, nope, 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 that's kitten. That's a, that's a small young cat. There's no way that that's how to pronounce it. So it's, it is indeed chitin. Chitin. Anyway, uh, this bitch doesn't have Ooh. one. No chitin, no feelers, not even a couple of head tails. No wonder she didn't want me to see her face. Frankly, this creature was hideous, but since he'd been rejected four times at the choosing, he wouldn't win any prizes either, even amongst Mm -hmm. his own people. Oof. Oh. He has identified her as a disgusting woman. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, and so she emits her sonic shriek. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he just like fucking snatches her up and snatches up her tiny friend. Yep. And puts gets her on, on the, the boat. Ship. Get Did on that boat. Did you at this point identify this as our heroine? Yeah. Because I'm a big dummy and I didn't. So what? I did. I, yeah, I was just like, yeah, this is what's her fuck. Sure. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> she catfished him with her blurry images. La 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 la. Oh. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm a moron. Nope. Okay. Okay. So then we learned that it's his last opportunity to go through the choosing. Otherwise, he becomes a worker drone. And it is scary town. Population him. It's a tragic town. It's bad. So he, um, he like, I think like a, like it says two beams are off in the distance and they're coming toward them really fast. And he looks yeah. just like, we got a GTFO like now. And he's yeah. like, yeah, that might be an attack. We need to, we can come back and attack back if we need to, but this it would be a tactical error to stay so cute right so he fucks off the planet and then he goes into hyperdrive just as helix is going i have something to talk to you about princess and he's like what okay well i I still gotta go yeah so they're like way the fuck off into space and by the time helix is like oh hey girl um that wasn't the right planet i don't know what planet that was remember that solar flare (laughs) it (laughs) fucked with me and we were on some rando planet and he's like does that mean and then the ai responds yes you kidnapped a couple of lower primates princess (laughs) (laughs) he's calling him princess it's the best (laughs) it's the best so then we, oh, and uh, he's like, oh, and also I'm like all scrambled and I can't get, I don't know where that planet is now. It could be yeah. anywhere. Statistically, yeah. I've no, like, the, it's impossible to find it again. So here mm-hmm. we are. Now we've got these primates. Yeah, absolutely. And so he's like, as he was like looking at her on the ground, he was like, I'm sure all of this is just trauma. And so I have committed to her, even though she is a disgusting woman. And yes. I don't have to like looking upon her. Sure. I just need to commit to her and and she will be her, be the most fearsome nest guardian. Right. Cuz cuz Melody kind of alluded to it, but he's from this planet where like overpopulation is an issue and like uh-huh. you need to go through this crazy dating game basically mm-hmm. to be able to get a match and that's the only way to be, like be 
a successful person on the planet. Everybody else is relegated to like menial chores and loneliness and poverty for the rest of their lives. So right. it doesn't really matter who you get paired to. You just got to get paired. And if you go through right. the dating game five times and you don't get paired, you're fucked. You're done. So like he's mm-hmm. been through four times and no one has picked him. I just imagine like a junior high dance and it just like so no sad. girls going for Zylar. Um, and no one has picked him and he's sure that he will not get picked in the fifth one either. So he's got to go to like rando planets where like they don't know how ugly he is. Oh, it's oh. so sad town. But so spoiler she- alert, they do know how ugly he is because when Beryl, <laughs> the human, wakes up, she does identify him as a disgusting alien. Oh my God. She's terrified of him. Yes. Well, so do you she want me wakes to read up it? really. Yes, please. Two arms, two legs, but that was where the similarity to humans stopped. It had arched and scaly feet like a bird and three fingers tipped with ferocious claws. Spines grew from the creature's skull and ran down the back, while side-set eyes, side-set eyes, looked faintly (laughs) insectoid. No ears or nose, just slits in the faceplate and what looked like a maw or a beak. The alien had what she called a thorax more than a chest and prickly things growing out of the neck question mark whether she (laughs) stared while she stared tissue puffed out thickening its throat with transparent webbing somehow she managed not to scream this time though she did get the hiccups again hi (laughs) she tried (laughs) poor barrel poor barrel so barrel was just down there on earth doing her her court required community service because she got super drunk and peed in an alley (laughs) (laughs) And, and then mandating a community service means she has to do what civil war reenactments what what kind of war reenactments is she even doing it, it was like a ren fair i think oh i and thought so, it was a war reenactment well it was but it was a medieval types one i have never known there to be a medieval types war reenactment of course there are are you kidding people joust tell all the me, time okay tell me the difference between a medieval times war reenactment yeah and larping do you think it's the same thing. That middle medieval times war reenactors are just like snobby people who are like uh larpers and they're doing the same <laughs> thing because I think so. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Anyway. Hey, uh Clippy, if you know, get at us. Is Clippy okay. a LARP? Oh, she is. Yeah, Clippy LARPs. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, Clippy yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Are there medieval times war reenactors that are assholes? And are they because- do they suck? Yeah, it's, it's. I would think that they would suck. Larpers rule. Yeah, because larpers medieval, are the best. Yeah, medieval time war reenactors drool. Okay, I just feel like they sound like the worst. I don't know. Hey, who knows? Probably there are HBs that are also medieval times war reenactors. We well, always figure this out the hard way. So there you go. Come <laughs> at us. All right. Well, the one in this one got heat stroke and uh, just shut down the whole place. So it sounds like they oh, suck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One dude. <laughs> okay okay so okay so she's like super worried about butt stuff and she's trying to talk to him and it's <laughs> she is i know her whole thing is like okay there's nothing in my butt right now do you th- do, do we the think there's gonna be she things know. in my butt later if she were on her way to Perlian prime there would be some there would be a gift in her butt a gift that's right yeah well, actually a couple of them a couple yeah, of them <laughs> Several a series gifts. of escalating gifts. <laughs> and she would be happy about it. It's true. Like little d- barrels going the wrong direction. She she, she could have had something in her butt and she would have been very happy. Yeah. 
So he comes at her with a quickness, and there's like a there's like a pain in the base of her skull. Yeah, that's how he stands. <laughs> he comes at her with a series of snaps and clicks and churs. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like an Independence Day when they crack the shell yes. out of that alien, it's and like then he that. does take that tentacle and wraps it around that long hair man and makes him talk. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. And he's like back there, and he's like. <laughs> Yes. Good. I'm glad you got that reference. Because every time one of them like churred or went, (laughs) that's what I saw. All right. Okay. And then he does the same thing to snaps. And he's like, he's like, keeps talking to her. And then finally he says, Is it working? Can you understand me? And then her dog says, Yup. <laughs> yup. Oh, okay. I can understand so, you. Guys, Ooh, I'm a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Some books have butt machines <sighs> that eat your poops. That's Some right. books have cooies that are implanted into your chest that sing to mm-hmm, others. Mm-hmm. This book has a beautiful babble fish that does go That's in right. your brain that makes you understand everyone and everything. However, it is called something else, I'm sure. And it is only made. It is something that those aliens made for their beasts of burden. <laughs> so it only understands certain words, which creates That's a lot right. of um, issues. A lot of excellent hijinks. Not for snaps, but for her and Xylar. Uh, yep, Xylar. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That's so, a name I knew right off the top of my head. That's the one. So he's like, "All right, here's what happened." Though. <laughs> Whoops. Oopsies. Uh, he tells her all about it, and then he's like. In my brain, you have three options. One, I can drop you off on a space station and you can sort of figure it out on your own. Two, I think the second option is just like go to the planet and be in the choosing as a rando? Question mark? Mm. I don't remember what the second one is. No, I think that so there's three options. One is like, I just let you loose. We go down on the next planet and I let you out. And hope you can breathe. Right. The the w- next one is he knows of a place, and I don't know if it's his planet or another one. I think it's a different planet where she could take care of kids for a living. Because she let slip to him that she's a daycare mm. provider. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I know of a place where they would hire you to watch tiny aliens. It's different from my home planet where I can drop you off. Or you can participate in the choosing. And maybe it, if the mood strikes... You <laughs> might choose me in the choosing because that's it, its own. Op- the choosing as a whole is its own option. And then he's okay. like, caveat, it would be cool because Xylar, guys, is all about consent. Xylar is a big consent boner. Xylar is not like, oh, I'm going to take you to my planet. And then like, you're going to have to choose me yeah. as like, because I've done so much for you. No, no, no. no. It's like, let's go to the, cho- let's just see what happens. Yeah, he says we'll enter as a pair, and then if all goes well, we would outbond, which is like get together, and then raise young. Mm -hmm. But he does tell her that she has the option to choose anybody. And he's like, and in his brain, he's like, I shouldn't have told her that, but I have to. I have to. I'm a good person. I have to. Ugly alien, as if she has any idea. Because again, you guys, he looks like. He yes. literally has only slits. <laughs> slits in it's his face. It's so good. It's so good. Then we get to one of my very favorite parts of the book where they introduce themselves. Oh, And yeah. he says, well, maybe it happened before, but this is one of my favorite passages. So yeah, I'm going to read sure. it. 
please. Before we proceed, oh no, I've already realized what I've done. Anyway, before we what? proceed, I should introduce <laughs> myself. I am Xylar from Kith Baalak. Huh? Kith Baalak, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Colony Barath. I'm Beryl Bowman, human of Earth, United States, <laughs> state of Missouri, city of St. Louis. I am dog, Snap said. Dog, <laughs> dog, dog, dog. <laughs> it's perfect. I There's a passage in this book where she picks Snaps up and Snaps starts yelling, <laughs> I am important. I am important. <laughs> I'm a big deal. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, okay. It's so good. Okay. So she looks at him and she's like, are you proposing to me right now? And he's like, yes, terrible one. Never has there ever been a nest guardian with a fiercer countenance. You yes. will keep all the predators away. And she's like, oh, you're going to have to work on your compliments. Yeah. And, he and says, he's like, he says, did that not sound like a compliment? <laughs> she says, he says, yes, terrible one. You are the most hideous mate anyone has yes. ever brought back to Barath. <laughs> so you will drive all predators away from our nest with ease. He cheered again. <laughs> a soothing sound, actually. It's like really rough. So they they try to find the most terrifying wife yeah. that they can find. Yeah, they're the nest guardian. So it's so sweet because in this society, the um, I guess like the boy ones are more the nurturers for after the young are born, and the like other partner in the mating is the guardian of the the ones that aren't born yet, the little right. eggs, and so mm-hmm. they have to protect with all of their might. It's great stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she asks Snaps what they should do. And he's like, go, 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 go. It's great. She tells him, fuck it. Let's see how this goes. He hears copulation exclamation point. Let's join and find out how it works. And he's like, holy shit. That's too soon for me. We can't do that until after the choosing. Yes. So as soon as they land, snaps peas on a chair and says, that's mine now. And Xylar's immediate response is, oh, I will have it taken to our quarters so that snaps can have it. Snaps may have it because she is so so deferential to snaps like any any good good dog owner. Yeah. So she's always giving him pets and asking and telling Uh him he's a good boy and (laughs) asking him if he needs a little walkies and stuff. And so he thinks that snaps must be must outrank her on the planet because she's always like serving him. She is his servant and he is of a higher caste, you guys. And so he decides that it's clear that the the dog must be included in all of their important decisions. Yes, it's so good. Okay, so then they do some ear. Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. 
There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. Immigration stuff. And the Mm -hmm. only important part about this scene is that Xylar intimidates another person for the first time in his life because Mm -hmm. he's like the the person like almost calls her some sort of epithet and he's like think again before you speak and uh, makes them do all the paperwork that she needs and it's really nice because it's one of the first times that you see him gaining some confidence not only because of Beryl but on behalf of Beryl you know like to take care of her it's really sweet And then that's when she says that although this alien stole her accidentally, it was clear that he meant to keep her. And that makes her really, really excited. Okay. So then it's time to go meet the parents, the progenitors. Ugh. It's time to go meet the progenitors. But first she, she sees the city. Yeah, and she's very impressed by the alien, beautiful alien city. They go up in some pods. There was there was a part in this where they got on some kind of like flying disc. I think it's on the way to go meet the parents. Yeah, it's a pod. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she gets scared and he kind of like comforts her in like an alien way where he kind of like talks Mm -hmm. her down a little bit. This is very cute. And then he automatically steps in between her and all of the gawkers. Yeah. Like he shields her with his body in guys, a very instinctive way. Yeah. She is ugly she is AF ugly. here. Xylar, your girlfriend. Woof. Like He keeps bad. on talking about all of her fur and how yeah. like the fur on her face rises of its own accord. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's real so gross. Funny. I brought you guys, I would be the you, queen oh my God. of Barath or whatever. Because uh-huh. like my lack of eyebrows would be like oh. They would be like, oh, how smooth her non-furry face is. <laughs> yep. It's true. Oh, and on the way, he says that, um, like, we we find out that he has this awful nestmate called Rizvin. And Rizvin Ugh. is, like, the favorite of the whole family. Graduated first in his class. Cured red yeah. pit fever with a, a vaccine he made. Blah, um, blah, chosen blah. before anyone else the very first time. All Ugh. these accomplishments. And Gross. so... As he's with all the rest of the Barathe and her in this pod, he thinks to himself, while he couldn't keep her in isolation, the more Barathe she met, the faster she'd realize he was nobody special. I know. Xylar. Xylar, you're a king. He's so special, you guys. Just wait. He's so special. Also, he realizes that he can smell her moods, which I felt was very melody. Oh, I loved it. Guys, this isn't as gross as other smells in other books because I felt (laughs) like the alien component like made it okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But like when she's like mad or upset or happy, he can smell it as a different smell. Or turned on. Gross. But it's different though. It's different though. It's different though. (laughs) It's different though. He's not like literally smelling her juices. He's just smelling her mood, which makes it far less gross. I don't know. It gets pretty musky up in there. So you guys, these sex scenes get very juicy. I loved this sex. I loved them too. We will get I to found it. myself kind of into them. Into which it. Which was like very confusing for me. <laughs> we'll get there. 
<laughs> okay. So, okay, so as she's, I just love this really quick. I'm sorry. There's going to be a lot of things that I just have to stop for. As they get to the progenitor's, like, house or whatever, like, their quarters, this big giant penthouse situation, there's these really cool flowers, and it says, the scent made her feel loopy, smiley, and she gave Xylar a silly silly grin. Save your fearsome threats for the meeting to come, he said. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks that... He, he thinks she's a primate. She's like, so she's bearing, bearing her teeth. Her teeth. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. But wait, is this where they stop at the toilet facility? Yeah, they do stop there on the way. I just yes. want to say, Beryl is like bomb because she's like, I need to pee. And he's like, okay, we'll find you a way to expel your waste. Right. Opens up like some kind of a, he goes to an area where they take <laughs> dignitaries from <laughs> other planets that apparently has like a variety of toilets. But right. they don't know about Earth, so they don't have, like, an Earth toilet. Beryl just fucking picks one and pees on she it. She just squats somewhere. That is a confidence <laughs> that I will never, I will Me never either. have. I will never be able to look at a room of 100 alien toilets and just be like, well, I hope this one doesn't reach up and grab my vagine. Like, I, I right? Same. Same. I would be also, like, can you pour something on this before I go? Yes, I want to see she, how it works. Like, what if ass? squirts out of it and just burns me alive what this is a good question there are so many ways aliens could pee what if like something comes up and just sucks me into it i there's so many things (laughs) not to mention that afterwards after she pees and that like cleaning centipede comes out of the wall i would have been out (laughs) i would have been been fucking gone (laughs) (laughs) what does that do <laughs> also, I, she doesn't describe all the different alien toilets, so we only know about the one that she pees on. However, mm-hmm. it would have to be a pretty intimidating room of alien toilets for me to pee on a red square. For me to be like red square, that's the one. That one looks the best. Yeah, because like <laughs> that seems scary to me. That seems like that lava. seems like a danger button. Yeah, that's a danger. Don't pee on a danger button. Don't pee on the danger button, you guys. That's just our. We're we're just giving you hot tips, you know. And, but yeah, we're giving you hot wrong tips. Yeah, um, that for would the not first work. time ever in the history of this podcast, we're it's wrong true. about something because Beryl pees on that red square, and that's right. It evaporates. Yeah, it had to happen at some point. And it, it sends a warm, fragrant air up to basically a hand dryer for your urethra. That's the one. Yep. Anyway, yeah. hopefully they got all those labia flaps too. That's for Gross. you. out there in the fast food line talking about (laughs) labias now we're blow drying them (laughs) don't bring me your inside jokes with your best friend danny don't (laughs) don't bring that here okay so (laughs) you you went behind my back to do that (laughs) when i did an episode first (laughs) like we didn't like we were cheating on each other anyway Uh sorry Okay. I mean, I have feelings about your episode too, but I keep that in private. <laughs> Do you? Do you? <laughs> okay. So Xylar takes her in and he presents her to the matriarch as is customary. He has to like get the matriarchs okay to like even join the choosing or something like that. Anyway, this big giant toolbox comes up in the middle of this important ceremony. Oh, also Snaps has gotten into a treasured fountain. And is going after oh, like their prized beta fish or something. Yeah. <laughs> Snaps may or may not 
be like on the verge of eating an endangered species in this like beautiful fountain (laughs) and it's like offending the shit out of everyone (laughs) and as we learn in 365 that's a power move man swimming in a fountain is a motherfucking power move oh wait that episode's not out yet or it might be i don't know i don't know how time works but at some point on that patreon episode we do talk about that being a power move okay so all right the mom's a bitch yeah mom's a big old bitch and then this toolbox comes over and is like oh hello do you know hello can i speak with you now and she's like don't you know it's rude to interrupt we're doing like a ceremony here or something even my dog knows that and from the treasured fountain snaps goes i do (laughs) i do know about that (laughs) and then he says don't you understand who i am yeah and she's like can we go like i gotta i'm tired i went across the universe i just peed on a red square yeah hungry like (laughs) everybody's around here just like clicking and whirring like yeah can we just go (laughs) but she does notice in this family party yeah a xylar is a member of a very affluent family sure yes clearly he is the least favorite son of a very powerful wealthy powerful family family. yeah yeah and also now that she's meeting other barathi around here she's realizing Mm -hmm. that everybody is very colorful and like the more colors you have and more like swirls and patterns and stuff you have on your um chitin that's the one <laughs> the more like appealing and powerful and the more deferential and people rare. are being toward yeah yeah and she does notice that xylar is just brown 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 and green Aaron. i, th- I thought he would only have the brown little bit of green just a smidgen just like a little dapplin of green it's like a muddy got. green though muddy yeah. muddy, muddy it's mostly brown green yeah and so yeah anyway Anyway, so then the matriarch says, hold, hold, hold on. You want to go with this one instead of claim your space in the alien dormitories? And she's like, fuck no, I don't want to go there. Yes, I want to go with this one. He's been considerate and conscientious of me since Nothing's we in met. my butt, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, I haven't found a single thing in my tuchus. And so <laughs> I feel great about this. Yep. Yeah. So then they go home. To they go back to his place. place. Yeah. And he's he has designed the whole thing for a trillion mate. Mm-hmm. And so nothing looks right for no, her. No, nothing's Everything good for her. Like hard. He makes her a plant protein square based on his scan of her biology. And I just can't imagine how gross that was. She said that it tasted like grass and what else? And beets. Oh, grass and beets. Yeah. Lawn Ugh. clippings and beets. Yeah. No. Yeah, and then she's like, I really got to conk out. So she chooses a like a tile uh, rectangle and she knocks the F out. He does warm it up for her, which is really nice. Yeah, he warms the bed, which is something that um, we Ooh. argued about <laughs> in one of those accuracy. Which is something you should thank a person for, yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Era Bertha. 
<laughs> and didn't I argue that it wasn't that big of a deal? I don't remember. Yeah, you were I just like, remember she being raped opposed to you in some way. Years. <laughs> oh yeah. Why is his why is his quality oh, yeah, she didn't not thank him. him? The aromantia didn't thank him for warming the bed. And it's like she raped you for fifty years, my dude. Like, where are your priorities at? Oh, man. Anyway, this is no longer an Akashmer podcast. Okay. That's right. So all right, so then she wakes up. And she finds him in this like kinky sex swing. It's really just mm-hmm. his bed though. Yes. But um and when he sleeps, there's like pretty lights that happen under his skin, which I found really great. I found that great too. Yeah. Anyway, so then she's like, We oh, he explains the choosing. The first round is her turf. She has to do five different challenges. And then if she does that, then he has to do five different challenges, and then they have to mm-hmm. do a challenge together if she chooses him. Right. So that's what the choosing is. And then he says that he can't believe that she's not attracted to Rizvin's charms. Yeah. And she's like, ugh, that tool. And then she smiles and he like sort of grimaces or something. And so she's like, oh, P.S. Uh, that's a happy thing. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, mm-hmm. would you mind not telling anyone else that? Because <laughs> it would be it's great. It's kind of. The only good thing about you, so if you can like <laughs> limit. We, I at least thought you were kind of intimidating. And it turns out that's not true. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't neg her like that though, because he's great. No, no, no. Yeah, and then um, she agrees not to tell anyone else that, and he goes, "Thank you, terrible one." And she goes, "Hi, can we like, can we work on that? Can you call me like sweetheart or baby?" And in a very melody moment, thank you very much. He I'll just says, "Take a walk." He says, for "The next five minutes." Why would I comment on the delectable nature of your organs? Zylar shuddered delicately. It's even worse to infantilize you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's true. However, you've got However. to think about that through the translator because she says the word "heart" to him several times, and he then responds about organs. Mm. So I think that the translator translates "heart." To something like internal organ. So she probably yeah. said, would you mind calling me delicious internal organs or infant? <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> what a weird yeah, thing. Okay, anyway. now it's time for no, round no, no. one. How dare you? Melody. How dare I? She says, Tell just me call everything. me Beryl because that's my name. And he's like, oh, great. Yeah. What does it mean? And she's like, it's it's a type of gemstone on my planet. Like an emerald or an aquamarine. And he's like, oh, is that something that's valuable? And she's like, some of them are. And he says, well, then you are well named my unexpected treasure. Ah! <laughs> he's such a sweetie, sweet face. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the rest of the book, he calls her my precious gemstone, my treasure. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's really nice. It's a big romance. I'll tell yes. you that much. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for round one of the choosing. Yes. So she gets there. And she meets this sentient plant who is yes. wonderful. I don't remember why they start talking. I think um, I think Kerr talks to her first and she's like, oh, hello there. Well, it, it starts because um, Beryl can't read. So she's got the babble fish where she can understand and people can understand her on Barak, yeah. but she cannot read the writing. Because obviously, why would the translator help a beast of burden understand how to read right and that's how they start talking i just don't remember well kerr approaches her first 
Okay. And she's like, oh, it's so nice to do like, like nice to meet you. And Kerr actually says, wow, it's, it's crazy oh, yes. to meet a competitor. That's like nice. Yeah. She says, are you new? And Beryl says, yeah, I just got here yesterday. Hey, by the way, you can't read, can you? Because they're trying yeah. to find their lockers and she doesn't know which one is hers. Right. And so Kerr helps her figure out. She's like, there's one that says precious <gasps> gemstone and no one's <gasps> at it. Is that possible? And she's like, yep, that sounds like me. And then um, Kerr talks about how brave she is for like just arriving yesterday and like fucking right. throwing it all in on the the choosing. And so, yeah, they they team up. They say they'll help each other. Kerr's already been through it once. Right. And Kerr, Kerr. is non-gender identified. So Kerr's yeah. pronouns are they, them. Oh, it's great. And Kerr says that they will team up with Beryl and strategize together with her. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So they go out there and the very first thing is that all of them are supposed to show the audience who they are. R, 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 R. Because it's like a gladiator type situation. Why didn't... Okay. Sylar. <laughs> Sylar. I know. Like, he knew about this. Bitch out like a little bit. Like... Yeah. You don't know what the challenges are going to be, but you knew this was going to be a thing. Right. And like this yeah. bitch doesn't have any arrows to shoot at the the nope. the pig with the apple in it that's right next to she what's his face. She she can't do any kind of Hunger Game. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Although she wants to. She wants to. So people are doing like like Kurt does a frond dance that looks like uh, other people are doing what looks like martial arts katas, and so the only thing she can think of is this like eighth grade talent show thing where she danced like Napoleon Dynamite. Uh-huh. Part <laughs> so, of this is definitely her doing the worm. Whoa. No one like this does not go over great. Like everyone's kind of confused by it, but also it yeah. seems sexual, but they also don't know what her parts are. Like, it's, but it could be like a battle something or other. Like every because she's smiling the whole time. So it That's looks like true. she's just like <laughs> anyway yeah so then she steps back and then the the next the challenge like the real challenge that day rolls out and it is the destroyer you guys you guys it's serious fucking business yeah it hasn't been pulled out in like 1100 years yeah and all of a sudden they've got to do the destroyer so it's this (laughs) like it's this like grind them gears (laughs) I'm sorry, it was like, your face. They can't even see your face. <laughs> You're just like, all of a sudden, they just got it. They got to do that destroyer. It's so, I, it was just funny. I'm sorry. Keep going. So there's these like gears on it and there's like a <laughs> smash them. There's some poles and some rings and you got to get the rings off the poles without getting the smash them or the geared. Okay. Mm-hmm. So one, one Barathe uh, intended rolls up there and just immediately gets destroyed she just done does get smashed right away she, and she then gets a super fatality we're what with, she does we're with xylar for this chapter this yes. is a head hopping book chapter by chapter yeah. well scene by scene i guess and um we're in xylar's point of view right now and he can hear somebody behind him say, "Oh my God, Cater, wasn't that your girlfriend?" Yeah, and he's like, mm, "Yeah, it was. It's really, it's really sad, you guys. It's a rough. Like this is serious stuff. It's a big rough." And then he sees Beryl and Kerr. He hasn't even really warned her that there's danger involved. No, <laughs> and now all of a sudden, the destroyer is a part of this. 
in his quasi defense, this has not been a thing in in like a really long time. And then in his other defense, he did give her humanoid gladiator stuff. So she's wearing sort of armory things. Oh, I missed that. That that was what was in her precious gemstone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Voxima who's it? Yeah. Right, 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 right. So he can see she and Kerr talk to each other a little bit. And it seems like Kerr like agrees with whatever she says. And then all of a sudden he sees Kerr pick her up in their fronds and just wing her up at this destroyer thing. Mm-hmm. And so she uses what he calls, oh my God, you guys, since like chapter one, he has been calling her hands, her grabbers. And it is I, one of the best details so I've ever read adorable. in a book. Adorable! It is it's the mo- so when he cute. Talks about her teeny tiny grabbers. Her grabbers. I, my heart <laughs> melts. It's, <gasps> it's so cute. I don't know why it's so cute, but it just is so cute. It's a big fucking adorable. So she grabs on with those grabbers. Oh my god! This moment where okay. So if you're one of the if you're one of the watchers if you're one of the chose chooser chose chosen but they're not chosen yet yeah chosers choselings (laughs) well anyway if you're aspiring chosens if you're out in the chosen bleachers you're supposed to there's like a decorum and Xylar talks about how judgy he has always been about people (laughs) that like say something encouraging like that basically talk during the thing because you're supposed to just sit there and be quiet and when Beryl Bowman fucking hits that bar and like Uh grabs onto that pole with her grabbers he cannot (laughs) stop himself himself. he he jumps up and he yells Beryl Bowman you can do it (laughs) it my heart sang when he yelled, you can do it from the audience. Oh, I love Xylar. I love him so much. And to his much. astonishment, she old... seemed to hear him. At least she turned and seemed to be searching his section. He lifted a claw and held it in the air as she pulled herself on top of the bar and then rose, balancing as the destroyer whirred beneath her. <sighs> oh. So anyway, she kicks off a couple of those rings uh, Kerr catches them. Yep. And then Kerr catches her. And yeah, then they Kerr's share like, the rings. jump. And she's like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. And Kerr yep. catches her. So they come in first place in that challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's great stuff. So afterwards, there's no more fatalities, thank goodness. But afterwards, Xylar goes into like the back room or whatever. And he's like, hey, Kerr, thank you so much for helping my intended. And Kerr says, I mean, of course, I would help anyway, but it was really nice that we struck up this alliance because mm-hmm. there's no way I would have been able to get up there because she mm-hmm. they move on like little cilia. And so they can't there. There's no way that they would have been able to get all the way up. And so they were like, I would have already been knocked out if it weren't for Beryl wanting to team up and being friends. I would love friendship. to see some fan art of Kerr. I would love to see what people think they look like because I have a vision in my head that is probably completely different from (laughs) everyone else's. Like this would be a great exercise. Everybody draw their version of Kerr. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Everybody draw what they think Kerr looks like and post it up in the cult. Do that. Yeah. Do it. I'm excited for it. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. So then now what happens? They go to the garden, right? They take... Yeah, because yeah, she's like, this is my new friend Kerr. Uh-huh. And 
we should have you over sometime. Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy, and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent Would Always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent Would Always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. Oh, yeah, she's planning a dinner party, you guys. Yeah, it's so sweet. So, oh, and then as she says, like, because he says, of course, we would be we would be honored to host you in our quarters. And so Beryl, like, jumps up and down and grabs uh-huh. his claw and Squeezed says, Squeezed his you. claw with her soft little grabber. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it switches to her perspective and she's like, I'm holding hands with an alien. Mm-hmm. This is so great but also i hope he's okay with this and like how do i if i let go i don't want him to think i'm rejecting him and she's like barrel you're overthinking this well yeah because she's then she starts thinking because she's starting to feel a little bit like she really likes xylar like he's a yeah. good guy he's a good egg and she's like am i supposed like okay say this whole thing works out like are we gonna like do sex with each other right and she's like okay if he hasn't put stuff in my butt by now it's probably a safe bet <laughs> That he's not going to put stuff in my butt. And right. like just me touching his claw isn't going to mean he's going to like do stuff to me. But like also like what does his junk look like? And like yeah. what can I do with it? And then she's like stop it. Like you weren't even the kinkiest <laughs> girl you knew. Like you have to stop thinking about <laughs> all of his alien business. She's anyway. into it. And I love that about her. Because she's just yeah. like there's a few other times in this book where she's like you know, I did something accidentally and I'm totally mortified, but I'm also kind of taking notes just in case we want to go there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, what I love about Beryl is she just like, she fucking goes with it. Like whatever. She rolls with the punches. Yeah. She rolls with the punches yeah. more than any other human would uh-huh. on earth. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. she, he chose wisely in that mm-hmm. uh, department. Absolutely. Okay. So they, she suggests they go check on Helix, actually. Oh, right. And he's really excited about that. So there's no real nice. progress. Xylar's such like a fucking loser on his planet that yeah. his only friend is his AI that has to be his friend because it's his robot. Yeah. And I say fucking loser in the most endearing way. Um, of course Xylar you do. is a king. But like for uh-huh. some reason, his planet Nobody doesn't will like see him. it. And you guys, there's a lesson there. 
Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Think maybe about it. maybe look underneath the yeah. mottled brown surface. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Everybody? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's a xylar underneath. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah, we got really preachy there. We got really preachy to like nothing. The choir. Okay. <laughs> True. Okay. So then he asks about snaps. He's like, is, okay, I don't get it. Is he your nestling? Like, is he your child? And she's like, I mean, kind of. I didn't gestate him, but I did adopt him. And so I'm mm-hmm. responsible for him. And you know, but I, but like human babies are, are way less independent and way less useful. And he goes, oh yeah, our nestlings are like worthless until three spans or whatever. And then she says, see common ground. And he goes, oh, no ground you stand upon could ever be common. Barrel Bowman. Hot. (gasps) Hot. Yes. There was another moment where she said that all these compliments he's giving her, like she's going to get a big head and she's going to become yeah. un- unbearable. Unbearable. <laughs> she's like, you get it? Because my name's Barrel Unbearable. And it's like, yeah, of course not. Through his cow translator. Did he get that joke? <laughs> she does. I really like her because she's like, Ugh, most of my humor falls flat here. <laughs> when gonna- he says that about her never being able to stand on common ground, she says it was such a perfect response that her heart skipped a beat and her insides went warm and fuzzy. With a human partner, she totally would have kissed him, but Xylar didn't have lips. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to show affection toward him? When they'd known each other longer, she would definitely ask. Oh, I love her so much. Oh, and then he says, like, I really appreciate you wanting to check on Helix because he's my only he's my he's the only one who's ever been on my side. And she hugs him and she goes, that's not true anymore because you have me on your side. And the next chapter opens with him going, I'm really glad you're happy. But why are you grappling me? (laughs) (laughs) They don't know hug. (laughs) Oh, it's great. She does get anyway. a musk um, when she's uh-huh. hugging him. We don't have to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but she explains hugs to him. And she's like, this is how we oh show affection God. on my planet as we put our arms around the other person. And so he wants to show her affection back. Wait, my favorite detail, though, is that she says it's supposed to make you feel less alone. Yes. And, and as a person who's about really it. missing friend hugs right uh-huh. now, I'm hey, like, <laughs> Melody hugs in a way that's like, <laughs> I mean, it's consensual, I guess, because I love Melody, but like, <laughs> it's it's more firm and long than you want it to be. <laughs> hey, hey, Aaron. Yeah. I just have to confess to you right now. The next time we see each other, it's going to get weirder. <laughs> Why? Wait, I'm why? missing hugs so badly. I'm gonna what else are you like gonna a, do to me. I mean, <laughs> I just gonna leave my butt, Melody. <laughs> <laughs> your tuchus is safe around like. me. <laughs> and uh, along wait. with knowing what your butt plugs look like, let me yeah. make a plug for the Patreon because you could as well if you become a patron of the Heaving Bosoms podcast. Anyway, get how I did no, that. I plug, think, plug. I really like it. Yes. Yeah, Double plugged. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. 
no, I think I'm going to need like a couch snuggle, you know, like it's just been a long right, time I can, without I can friend nuzzle contact. You a little bit. All right. That's oh fine. my God. You'll throw in a nuzzle. Yeah, I'll do a nuzzle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so special. <laughs> oh, okay. So she's okay, like, this, so he, he admits to himself, it does in fact make him feel less alone yeah. with her grappling him. And so he wants to do it back. And so he takes his big claws and kind of like places them on her back. And he's like, am I doing it right? And she's like, totally. Perfect. It's, she's into it. So they have to take snaps out for a walk. And she's like, can you get me like a leash or a, you know, a collar or anything? And mm-hmm. he's like, you would like some sort of apparatus to, uh, what does he say? <laughs> it's like. To restrain to like, the movement yeah. of others. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so he goes and he gets this really long, super strong strand of cord that he made himself. He invented He spent this. a lot. Yeah. You guys, his brother, Reisver, Ry- he invented a <laughs> lot of stuff that was like really important, like vaccines and stuff. And so Xylar wanted to be an inventor, too, so that he could be important and stuff. And he invented, you guys, rope. Plastic this rope. Is, like this a is like a very... Rope technologically they're flying around in pods and shit <laughs> All, they got ai that's like sentient and stuff how dare you they, what <laughs> what i'm saying how i'm saying Zyla is very important because he invented fucking rope on a planet <laughs> that has all this technology and and oh, Zylar's like what about rope and everybody's like rope useless <laughs> dude Rope very useful. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Bruh. <laughs> like it's true. How do they do all this shit without rope? Like I don't understand. I don't know. How, how especially since they have the like a without a pulley system. I don't get right. it. <laughs> rope useful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Zyler invented rope. <laughs> Like, we don't know who invented rope because it was, like, before written history, but, like, it's whoever true. invented rope is, like, a big fucking deal here on like, Earth. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank rope you important. so much. Rope useful. Rope help much. <laughs> I'm probably using rope right now in some way, shape, or form. Anyways. Of course. Anyway, so yeah. he did that. And his whole family was like, ugh, I'm pooping on it. Don't do yes. that. <laughs> we poop on your rope. <laughs> We'd rather make whatever Risbin's making. Yeah. Okay. So she is stoked about it. She's like, this is perfect. Thank oh you. Oh my gosh. Thank you yeah, for rope. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for rope. I needed this. <laughs> Let me be the first. <laughs> so uh this i just pulled this really cute quote right from right here it's not super important but i loved it because it said though he didn't enjoy looking at her yet her voice was quite lovely when she wasn't incapacitating him with that powerful screech (laughs) 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 okay oh yeah so they go to the garden me too i love this hard Uh, yeah yeah all right They've had all these plants. Okay, so first, this is this is one of the things I love about this book so much is like Snaps is there. So it's like a very serious, good part. But I want you to know that while all of this is happening, <laughs> Snaps is digging a hole off to the side and yelling things like, the hole is done. I've dug the hole. While they're like getting sweet and intimate. 
which I love. Okay. <laughs> yep. So she is looking around at all these alien blossoms and she mm-hmm. says, they're beautiful. And he starts to look at her features and just, just he can see how truly genuine she is in describing the beauty mm-hmm. of the garden. And that is attractive to him that she loves something so much yeah. do you know what i'm saying like of course yeah she's in awe of it and that, he, that he she has really this neat. genuine reaction to the beauty of the garden right. is very beautiful to him and he starts wanting to touch her touch up on her a little bit and yeah. she says why are you looking at me like that with again eyeballs from the sides of his heads so like <laughs> do you think he just looks at her with like one eye and like <laughs> they're on the side anyway he's like a halibut <laughs> like a chameleon but like they can make their shark. eyes move all around though anyways she says why are you looking at me like that yeah and he says i'm wondering if it would be acceptable to touch you oh and then she well actually she's like you you want to do it right now <laughs> he's like no 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 <laughs> No, no, no. Cause she, no, because she's like, I would not like to do it right now. I'm not yeah. I'm not there yet. And he's yeah. like, No, 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 me neither, me neither. I have to earn that in the choosing. But he I says, do just want to like figure I'm you out. I'm curious about bit. you. And oh. I hope that you are curious about me. And she's Ooh. like, Yeah, you can touch me as long as it's not too intimate, as if he would like even know. Right. Which she says. She's like, I don't even know how he would know what's intimate and what's not, but I guess I'll I'll tell him. And he goes, your fur, what purpose does it serve? And she's like, I don't know, fashions. Right. So he starts taking his, like, claw talons uh, and, like, dragging them through her, like, human head hairs. And, and like, like, on her scalp a her scalp bit. just, like, delicately uh, and stuff. And you guys, she is into it. She is immediately turned on. It's It sends bazingas straight to her puckered nipples. Wow. It's good stuff. Melody. <laughs> what? That's he what says, says he likes how soft Read it, her Aaron. fur no, feels. No, how dare you? Talk about the it puckered does not, nipples. <laughs> how do, it does not say bazingas <laughs> to her puckered nipples. It says that her nipples got hard. It does not say how... Look, Google it up in the book. It does not say that. Okay. Listen, Bazinga was my flair, okay? But it, I don't even think it says she talks about It says tight nipples, hard nipples. Tingles. Tingles to her heart. You guys, there are tingles you're involved. ruining it. You're ruining it. <laughs> it's so a big sweet and it's a big I'm so sorry. good. She's got shivers going down her spine. Shivers! And then he says, Thank you for permitting me to explore. You have my consent to do the same if you wish. Mm-hmm. And so she starts like touching up on his like neck poofer. His neck rough. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's kind of like a dolphin skin. And she she's like all up in there. Oh, I think first she touches the part. In, no, after that, she touches the part in between his claws. No, well, not yet. So she's touching up on the webbing in between his neck rough. And he's like trying desperately to stay still. And so she says, is this okay? And he says, yes. And so she just takes that at face value, except as she keeps on touching his neck rough, he starts to like a full body tremble. And she's like, what is happening? And he's like, my neck frill, it's um, 
it's a it's mating overture. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mating overture, and she goes, "I've been touching an erogenous zone." Yeah, it's like his like, next I had no you guys. idea. Yeah, she's it's a big like, neck scrotum. It's his big mm-hmm. neck scrotum. <laughs> yeah, she's just been tickling and, it, and she's especially been tickling it because, um, like we learn later that part of the Barathi, like Barathi and Barathi sex, is them stimulating each other's neck ruffs, uh-huh. but they can't do it the way Beryl does because they don't have these delicate little dexterous delicate little grabbers. grabbers. All they have is claws. Which- yeah, and so. Mostly they just like like schmoof it around a little bit. You know, well, how schmoof, do you think schmoof. like manufacturing started? Like they just don't seem to have any kind of like opposable thumb situation. They seem yeah. to have like very like how do they like I know they don't have teeth and they don't brush their teeth, but like that kind of stuff. Like how do they brush their right. teeth in the morning? How do they like do? I don't understand. I don't understand they, how things get made. Very carefully, I, I guess, because they all they have yeah. are these big sharp claws, you guys. So yeah. Anyway, so so then she's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I had no idea." And he's like, "I told you you could. Yeah, I I just tried to withstand it for as long as I could." He says, "No one's ever touched him there, you guys." Again, because he's such a big loser. He's so he's such a mottled brown. He's a neck ruffle scrotum virgin. Yeah, and so then she walks away, and she's like trying desperately to like throw all her energy into snaps and like the plants, and it's awkward. And so then he comes over, and he's like, "What's wrong?" And he takes a talon and puts it under her chin so that he can um, pull her head up. He does the the big romance hero pull your chin up to look at me, but with but with a space talon. Yeah, and so she's like, so she pulls her hand up because she's like, I don't really like the idea of basically like an ice pick right near my throat right now. So she goes to take his hand down, but then she finds out that the that the the webbing in between his claws is like deer antler soft and so she starts touching up on that and she's exploring his hand and he starts trembling again and she's Mm -hmm. like is this also an erogenous zone and he's like no uh, we just can't touch each other there without giving each other injuries because of our claws he says we don't do this our claws don't allow it without injury so it's not a mating overture but it makes me feel dot, 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 that way. Oh. The last two words came out sounding like a question. I'm happy about that, she said. Yes. There are things that feel sexual to me, but may, might not to you. This gives me a hope that we can find a median path and devise something that is unique to us, perfectly ours. Ours, he repeated oh. in the gorgeous subharmonic that gave her goosebumps. I have that whole passage copy and paste it, I, too. Yeah. I, there's no way to discern because I have about five full pages. Um, I know. So same. It's a miracle I even found that. <sighs> okay. And so the, the chapter ends with her being like, I don't super understand these feelings, but I'm going to follow them wherever they take me guys. because it feels right. And you guys, it's just like you have to read it because it's just so natural how they yes. it doesn't feel like faded mates it doesn't feel like no. it really feels like they hit it off with mm-hmm. just like mutual respect for each other right. and it doesn't feel weird when it crosses over to physical touching uh-huh it just it's just it's it's fucking seamless like it is the, the writing it's, is it's so incredible. good and then you get and these the world little, building like, 
Yeah. And then you just get these little breaths of comic relief because, again, during yeah. that scene, you have snaps over in the corner <laughs> yelling, I dug a hole. It's done. Dig, Come see. Dig, 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 dig. Look at that, plants. <laughs> this hole is um, done. Yeah. Hey, Melody. Yeah. Do you want to stop? Yeah, I think we got to stop. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's a two-parter. Do you have a lady love? Oh, yeah. I have a many of them. All of them are food-related, so. <laughs> yes. I'm food-motivated, <laughs> so hit me with it. Oh, you know what? I, I have to do a non-food one first. Ugh. What? Why? Right. Boo. Because I want to make sure everybody watches this, you guys. You have to watch the L Word Generation Q. Wait, how? It is. I thought you've been watching that so for like weeks or whatever. How, how what? long have you been watching this? Well, the L Word is its own show. Sure, sure, sure. Did you rewatch the L Word to start watching this one? No. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Somebody who I'm close to blew off something with me to go to watch the L Word. And I swore it was you that was like, I haven't even started editing because I've been just watching the L Word nonstop. Or so- Somebody oh, that like, could have been said me. this to me like two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, it was a while ago that I watched it. But, oh, okay. Okay, um, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the L Word Generation Q, you guys. You have to watch it. It's so good. Do you have to remember the L Word to watch it? No. Because like, I, I have zero memory of the L Word. No, you don't. They do enough to make sure that you're just immediately tossed in. Okay. And it's only two characters, three characters from the original show are back. And they reference other characters, but they explain everything that they need to, you know? And if you don't get it, then it won't matter, honestly. And then the rest of the characters are all brand spanking new and they're brand spanking hot. <laughs> and it's a good time. All right. So, hit me with some food. Oh, you know what I've been doing lately? What? I've been adding. Okay. So I've been adding chia seeds to my brown rice every week. Uh-huh. And it is incredible. So when you're making your brown rice, because why would you make any other kind of rice? Sticky and delicious. I mean, sure. sticky, perfect, and delicious. <laughs> well, if you add chia you? seeds to your brown rice, it's extra sticky, perfect, and delicious. It's really mm. good, actually. Yeah, I was really hoping it would be more fun than <laughs> chia seeds in your brown rice. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me about a new candy, but instead you told me about a new health. Well, um, I I did I'm this sorry. week make peanut butter cookies with chopped up peanut M&Ms. That was a yes. revelation. Tell me about yeah. that. <laughs> it's de-fucking-licious. And it, I didn't, I don't know why I don't make peanut butter cookies more because the peanut butter replaces all like the butter that you, you normally need in a recipe. So I don't even have to like figure out a butter replacement. It's just peanut butter. It's incredible. So chop up some peanut butter M&Ms and toss them in some peanut butter cookies. And you have yourself the tastiest treat. Do you know what? I'm going to make this my lady love. Do you know about monster cookies? Oh, my God. Yes. I just found out. (laughs) I can't believe I burned three lady loves for you just now because I was trying to impress you. Oh, yeah, you did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I cannot believe you. How dare you? If it makes you feel better, you also spawn the lady love by saying Eminem and cookie, which meant that that I remember mine. Does that help that you did out? That's a great thing all? for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
Well, do you, well, okay. I'll say that. Okay, Hers so is monster cookies. I just Tell found out about them. them. They're like, there's oatmeal in them and M&Ms yeah. and chocolate chips. And is there coconut flakes? No. no. Peanut butter. Peanut butter? Yeah. Okay. What else? Yeah, but they're naturally gluten-free. Why? Did you know that? Oh, because the use, oats? It's the oats. The oats are what keeps Ooh. them together. So they're, they're a gluten-free boy. And I think they might actually be <laughs> a, a vegan boy, too. Because I don't see any butter on here. I think it's the peanut butter that does the uh, does the heavy lifting with it's the... It's um, brilliant. Yeah, you guys, delicious. I found out about these from a co-worker who demands gluten-free cookies on the daily from uh, the coffee shop near our work. And they were mm. out, so we went to a, a slightly further coffee shop and yeah. she asked if they had gluten-free cookies and they were like of course ma'am all of these are gluten-free <laughs> and she just like lost her shit <laughs> so now i know about them wow should i burn through my other do you want me to burn through my other lady love no, so i can be even no, with you no aaron i want you to save them so that we have good content for later on <laughs> i do appreciate that you want to be in the trenches with me though uh-huh. i love that about you yeah you're my foxhole friend. You're my foxhole friend. I'm feeling bad that I said that I had a friend that blew off something with me. That was the wrong thing to say. If I didn't mean it like that. I didn't take it like that. Good. So I didn't fine. Mean- <laughs> <laughs> but I just remembered somebody being like, oh, I would have do- done this. But I was watching the L word. Good. I'm glad you yeah. didn't take it like that. Okay. No, I I really <laughs> took a poop on a lot of personal responsibility <laughs> while burning through L word. <laughs> I remember the L word being a part of that. And then I was like, yeah. what other friend could that possibly have been? <laughs> like, taking a poop on personal responsibility to watch the L word is very on brand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who else could that? Not that all my friends and me don't take poops on personal responsibility, but for the L word generation Q, very yeah, melody. That's- that's a full me. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, well, keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love. Oh, do you have one? Those, those chillins. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> love yourself as much as you love those, those schmabdomen chillins. Kittens. <laughs> That's the I one. it's called a kitten. It's Is it a kitten? Because I looked I it up and it did say kittens. kittens. God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Man, I was going to say love yourself as much as you love the fact that rope was invented here on our world, Earth. <laughs> there we go. And that people, that whenever the guy that invented rope was like, is this something? Everyone around him wasn't like, no, fuck you. That's nothing. What would we use that for? Go away. Like they did on Barath. I am really happy that people had the other reaction here. Yeah. Give us that rope. We need pulleys. We need leashes. We need to hang stuff from stuff. We need to fish. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. We need Lots we need hair ties, you know? Oh my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. A world. No, without I don't rope? want to. What would we do? Ugh. Anyway. Twine. Anyway. <laughs> we wouldn't have it. Anyway. <laughs> Parachutes. Thanks, nope. Xylar. Yeah. Thanks, no, Xylar. <laughs> I think that's what his name was here too. Do you want to just do you want to stay on for another hour just naming things that involve rope? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. All right. Notice okay. I haven't named a single thing. That's where my brain is do at. You not know about rope.
That's weird. <laughs> Macrame. Thanks, Silar. <laughs> there you go. Knitting. Thanks, Silar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suck it. Do you ever watch Billy on the street? <laughs> no. Sometimes he runs up to somebody and he asks for something that's like the most obvious thing that their brain just uh-huh. like locks up. Like he was running around asking <laughs> people to name a woman and they just couldn't do it. Like any woman... <laughs> Like, they couldn't do it. And, like, he played a game with Rachel Dratch where he asked her to name 20 white people. And she couldn't do it. She's like, um, uh, my mom. Uh, she just couldn't think of any white people. Just, like, something where there's so many choices you just can't, like, your whole brain locks up. That's what's happened to you. He could run up to you and be like, name something with rope. And you'd be like, uh, uh. And he'd be like, fuck you, you're dumb. And keep running. That's what would happen. It's nets. Anyway. I got one. Oh, a net? Good job. (laughs) Good job, Melody. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars... Then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>